What if every time you went out, you could cash in? Now with the Capital One Saver Card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, like celebrating every year the crew gets older. Or when you and your crew are courtside during overtime. No matter your reason for going out, now you have four more. Introducing the new Saver Card from Capital One. Earn 4% on dining and 4% on entertainment. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA. Hello, friends, and welcome to Untorn, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love from Studio 14B. I'm your host, Jay Trainer, coming at you live. Uh, it's good to be with you guys, and joining me uh, live and on location right here and right now is my partner in crime, uh, Zach Hardy. Zach, say hello. How's it going, guys? Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be with you guys. It's good to be with you, Zach. Uh, broadcasting life, broadcasting love again. Uh, you know, it's it's really cool to be able to, to do this, and We've been on the topic of mission as of late, and talking about mission and and things of that nature. What does what do what do you think of mission when mission kind of comes to your mindset about uh, when you think of that word and think of that term, Zach? I automatically kind of think, you know, where am I going to go with this? You know, the mission either you have a couple different choices with it, either you face it So it's it's something that you can uh, incorporate as a normal thing in your life or it's something that you can just kind of avoid and and say you know what I want nothing to do with it right so what's what does mission look like for where you're at as a senior college and you're looking at Roberts Wesleyan and you think man this is this is life right now this is where things are at I think the mission uh, is just with mission and dream is kind of two of the same thing to, you know, one, finish, finish out the semester well, ultimately graduate, be working in a, in a church, um, do worship or youth ministry, um, and then to go on to Northeastern Seminary, hopefully. Um, so that that's really the mission right now. So you, you look at it more from the point of view of it being a, a season of preparation, a, a time of getting ready for... What is the next step, and mm-hmm. and things of that nature? Yeah. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, is with mission, we are never done getting prepared for what's going to be incorporated next in our hearts and and in our lives. And I think it's important to uh, remember, friends that are listening and um, that are part of this podcast tonight. Again, we're not doing the Facebook Live side of things tonight, just for the sake of timing and 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 whatnot. But. Uh, what are some things for you, Zach, that distract you from the mission? Hmm. Oh, I think I think allowing allowing fear to kind of um, you know take hold, or just letting the the daily tasks, um, just the you know everyday things of getting homework done, and make sure you know I'm where I need to be, uh, kind of become the focal point instead of instead of letting the mission become the focal point. So when you hear the words being sent out, or entering into that mission field what what is it that kind of resonates with you with that when you think of the words mission field Hmm. being sent out 
called to a specific thing, called to a specific task, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I just I just think it's you know God's placement ultimately. Um, so um, the mission field can be multiple things. It can be your home, your your school. I think the mission field is is you know your area of influence um, and where God's calling you to have influence in. And that's what it's about. And I think I think we need to remember uh, this whole idea of preparation and getting ready for ultimately what's next. And and so tonight, uh, welcome aboard those of you who are tuned in. Uh, we are going again audio only tonight uh, for our third installment on the mission series for Untorn as we're wrapping up um, our last Untorn for the month of October. I can't believe that. The, the school year is already flying this far in. And, and before we read tonight, we're gonna we're gonna be looking at what it means to be sent out and and walking in that walking in that mission and enduring that. And um I, I, I'm I'm challenged tonight to remember um in the midst of distraction what is the focal point, what is the mission, what is the calling, what is the purpose, and to live by such and not get distracted ultimately from from that calling in whatever capacity you are called or I am called. And I think, friends, that as we as we go about our mission, that on the one side we can avoid it, but on the other side we can be so obsessed with it that we forget about the first priority things that we need to be about. Um, and that includes our loved ones. That includes uh, people that are of close family or close friendships to to us and not neglect those that may be in need that are a part of our normal world um and it's it's easy to become distracted by what you're preparing for or even what you're doing as opposed to saying you know what i I need to be about what is first priority to me Mm -hmm. So tonight, uh, I'm going to ask you, Zach, if you'd be willing to pray for us as we read uh, Luke 10. We're going to read verses 1 through 12 of Luke 10 tonight. Uh, but would you mind getting us started with, with prayer, and then we'll, we'll dive in with reading it. All right. Lord God, we just thank you for this opportunity um, to either, you know be here or you know, to listen in, Lord, um, to hear your word spoken, to hear maybe a different side of uh, Scripture being, being spoken, Lord. I pray that you just bless this time, open our hearts, open our ears to, to wait. Um, you have uh, speaking through this time, Lord. You are good. Um, may may we maybe gravitate towards your love, gravitate towards the things of you in this time, and not so get so distracted um, by the things going around us that that we lose to have a moment of of selah, a moment of of time away, just to just to dive into you for even a thirty minute segment or whatever, Lord. Thank you for this time. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So tonight we're reading out the New Living Translation, a little bit uh, different stretch. And uh, I'll read part of it. I'll ask Zach to read the middle part. Uh, I'll read the first part and I'll read the last part. Uh, But we're looking at Luke 10 verses 1 through 12. And it's a reading of God's word, the sending out of some disciples. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs in all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't don't take any money with you 
nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone on the side of the road. Whenever you enter into someone's home, first say, May, God, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality, because those who work deserve their pay. Picking it up in verse 8. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you, heal the sick, and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. But if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into its streets and say, We wipe even the dust of your town from our feet to show that we have abandoned you to your fate. And know this, the kingdom of God is near. I assure you, even even wicked Sodom will be better off than such a town on Judgment Day. It's a reading of God's word. Wow, that's pretty (laughs) harsh, isn't it? It's pretty wild when you look at it. uh, the background here, I think, kicking this thing off in, in verse 1 is is huge. You have this whole idea of Jesus sending out these disciples two by two, go out in pairs. And I think the reason that happens, again, the background here is so that they wouldn't be alone, so that there'd be accountability, uh, so that there'd be encouragement and focus and staying the course. See, when we do the Lone Ranger thing, when we go out and do life by ourselves, and Zach, you can speak to this, I'm sure, uh, it gets very lonely. Uh, When discouragement hits and flaunts itself and shows up in our lives, it can be so difficult to walk through that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So the, the whole lonely factor is something that people in ministry, people in life in general, walk through on a regular basis. And I think that's why uh, Jesus is saying to these 72, as it's written here, or 70 in another passage, but in in terms of these 72, he's saying, you guys go out, go in pairs, and go do it up. Get ready. Uh, Because ultimately, there's accountability to keep things in check, to stay the course, and to remain focused and remain encouraged. And of course, here you have... The why factor. Why Why do we need this to take place? Why does this need to transpire? And and the, the first thing that, that Jesus nails down is, you know what? You need to pray. You need to pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. The first instruction is right there. And Zach, how often in your life have you maybe received something from God and miss the opportunity to pray over it ahead of time. Has that happened to you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, maybe it's hard to pull out specifics, mm-hmm. but I know for for me that, you know, I, I, I hear something from God and I'm like, gun-ho about it. Yeah, let's just jump in. Let's go do it. Let's, let's dive right in. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, I'm just massively discouraged because... I didn't pray about it. And so, really, as Jesus is sent, sending these guys out two by two, there's, there's really three things to look at. There's praying, there's, pa- there's participating, and then there's passing the peace. In verse 3, it talks about going. Now go after praying. 
and then pass the peace in verses 4 and 5. Zach, what do you think the passing of the peace looks like? What do you think that is ultimately about? No, I'm kind of putting yeah, you on no, the spot no, it's, with this. It's fine. I think, uh, I think passing the peace is ultimately um, kind of a, just a, real, a realness of, of one of the love of Jesus to um, your story, your testimony. Um, I think we often think of peace as just like this kind of fluttery type thing, but I think peace often is the result of, of struggle. Um, so to be able to share that and share your story um, with other people can also bring them a sense of peace because they know that the situations that they're not, that they're going through, um, that they're ultimately not alone or that, that, you know, their situation is unique, that they're the only ones who have ever been through this situation. Rather, you know, sharing the peace is, is, is a form of just extending the community of, of, of Christ. So this whole idea of peace and making sure that this peace that passes all understanding is something that is passed on, pay it forward, so to speak, uh, pass it forward, stay focused, stay the course. Again, this whole idea of maintaining and, and making sure that that there's a dependency on the peace of the Lord and the dependency upon his characteristics. Within these first three, four verses, we see uh, Jesus tell these disciples, don't take stuff with you. Don't depend on your own uh, way. Don't don't try to uh, set yourself up for success. I'm going to set you up for success. And to walk in a way of prayer, of participation, and ultimately of peace. And those are the really the f- first three highlights that that penetrate, if you will, in this in the opening of this passage of Luke ten. And when it, as it relates to mission, we need to be about those things: praying, participating, and and passing the peace forward. But as the passage unfolds in verses 7 through 9, we see three other things that kind of come to life. In verse 7, it talks about remaining, remaining consistent, loyal, to receive the blessing, to receive uh, this uh, relying on the obedience and the instruction of God, to not depend on uh, selfish resources or jumping to the next thing that's available that says, hey, let me go from house to house. We see that uh, in this passage as it unfolds in in, in verses uh, 7 and 8 particularly. But the instruction there is to, to remain. And when you remain, there's also this aspect of receiving. And the receiving is twofold, Zach. It's they receive you as a person, but then you are also meant to receive their hospitality. It's twofold. And isn't that what godly hospitality is about? This whole idea of reciprocating to remain uh, and to receive. Receive that which God wants to bless you with. And I don't know about you, but have you ever been down that road of, man, I don't want to receive a blessing because of being shame-filled or wondering if it comes with attachments and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Has that ever some, been something that you've walked through before? Yeah, I think, I think that's happened a couple times. Just, you know, just either not realizing that it was from God and just thinking that this was just something that was just manufactured or just, uh, you know, seeing it was from God but, be, but feeling too shame-filled of my own actions that, you know, the freedom that Christ was offering was I didn't feel like I was good enough for it. Yeah, so. and I think when we when we don't understand a godly reception, <laughs> I think of football tonight. Um, 
Go Miami. Go Miami for you. Um, <laughs> go, I don't care. There's no there's no investment for me on this one. <laughs> wow, side note, squirrel bringing it back around. But this whole idea of receiving it or godly reception is not receiving something in shame. But when somebody gives you a gift, like say, as I'm holding this small cup or bowl and I give it to you and it's it's not say it's the best cup in the world it's not it's it's trash really it's a greek yogurt cup but say i give it to you and it's the best thing in the world you are meant to receive it because it's a gift and there's something about receiving god's gift that's connected to blessing and connected to the opportunity of growing in god and the gift of god ultimately leads us to a sense of freedom. So we remain, we receive, and then in this reception, we also see this responding, this whole idea of responding. And and the response here in verse 9 is the declaration that the kingdom has come near. But it's contingent upon the receiving and the remaining, declaring God's presence in that place. But what happens if you don't receive? What happens if you say no? What happens in the context of mission and, and, and living in that reality? And what we see in verses 10 and 11 is this not receiving. And there's still this declaration that says in verses 10 and 11, you know what? There's going to be punishment that comes, but the kingdom of heaven has still drawn near. In this case, it's a missed opportunity. It's missed healing. It's missed blessing. But the declaration is still one and the same as though the remaining and the receiving has taken place in verses 8 and 9. It's the same declaration of godly presence, but there's no reception of blessing. Now let me make one thing clear about blessing here before we kind of put the final point on tonight's broadcast. Blessing from God does not always mean some sort of physical blessing. Mm -hmm. Name it, claim it. I'm not going down that road. Uh, There are some times where God heals, God blesses one way for you and a different way for me. And I think we need to be okay with that Mm -hmm. because it's going to look different for each and every person. Mm -hmm. But as it pertains to blessing, as it pertains to the receiving of said blessing, I think that's part of what it means to walk in faithfulness and to accomplish the mission that God has for each one of us. See, if we prematurely abort or get rid of the reception that is for you and for me, we miss out on the maturation. We miss out on the direction and the growth that Jesus has for each one of us. And that's what we're getting at tonight is I don't want somebody to declare to me that the kingdom of heaven is come near without having the blessing be part of that equation too. The declaration in the kingdom of heaven is here is is shared twice here. Again once after remaining and receiving. But then the third or the second time that's declared is that that which happens when it's not received. 
And what I'm getting at more than anything else with this is that it's better to receive that declaration along with the blessing associated with that declaration as opposed to being on the losing side of that missed opportunity. Because ultimately in verse 12, there's the comparison here. It's going to be more bearable, meaning that Sodom, the judgment that happened on Sodom, it's going to be easier for them to, to have their judgment than for these guys to declare or to, or to deny the remaining and the receiving of the mission of God for their lives. And I don't know about you, Zach, that just kind of blows me away. Yeah, yeah. When we read about Sodom, when we read about Gomorrah, when we read about some of the Old Testament punishments, it is pretty heavy yeah. and pretty intense. So I view this and it comes back to receiving and responding. The question is, what is my response to the mission? What's my call to the appointment of God to draw near to him? It's the same declaration. God is God, but missed opportunity of of blessing and healing takes place when we don't receive it. I don't want to miss the chances and the opportunities that are in front of me. Mm -hmm. Because if I miss those things, it's not freedom. Mm -hmm. It's living in fear. Mm -hmm. And that really is tonight's untorn. Yeah. So you have any final thoughts about this? Do you have any uh, closing ideas, Zach, of, of this passage or anything else that sticks out to you? As it relates to the sending out of the 72, two by two, and hey, don't take stuff with you, um, but receive that which is in front of you and respond to it accordingly and remain consistent. Anything kind of, any life lessons? Yeah, I think I think it just stresses the the idea that the you know, biblical community that, that, that Christ has been saying ever since the beginning of the creation of the world, um, that, you know, community is such necessary um, for us to, to follow that mission, to follow that calling. Um, but for us not to fall into the traps that that would would seek to separate us from from Christ's ultimate mission for us, um, you know that's why Christ you know created marriage or God created marriage and God created the church um, so that we could be you know uh, on point with our mission, staying focused, staying staying unified for that. Um, and I think. You know, when, when we are unified in that, then, then we experience the blessings of God together and we can rejoice with that as a community. And when we are experiencing the judgment that may come of our actions, we can still, as a community, come together and um, pray over those who are suffering. Hmm. Um, and so I think, I think just the idea of community comes back to, you know, I don't think mission exists without community. Hmm. So. Exactly. We need, they both work hand in mm -hmm. hand. And that's huge for this. So to recap... Pray, participate, pass the peace, remain, receive, respond, and finally, understand the declaration of what God has over each one of our lives, that the kingdom has come near and continues to draw near. And again, my friends, that is tonight's Untorn. I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of this audio broadcast. Uh, tune in next week when we go live again, when I go live again from Studio 14B. Uh, I'm your host, Jay Trainer. Uh, you've been listening to Untorn, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love. For Zach Hardy and myself, it's good to be with you guys. We'll see you next time right here on Untorn.net.
And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.